Five, four, three, two. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Away With Words, the podcast. It's your girl, Bree Stories. And it's A. Tati. We have a special guest. Br- 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 Tell him your name. What's up, everybody? This is Marcus Rashad. Woo! <laughs> very, very fun things today. Um, definitely getting back into the swing of having guests, especially all of the amazing people that we know locally, doing great things in the community and beyond and in industries and the like. Uh, very exciting to have that conversation today. We're going to start with the check-in as usual. Tati, would you like to begin? Okay. So, physically, physically, I am feeling... Hmm. How do I feel physically? Physically, I feel warm. Mm -hmm. The inside of my body feels warm because I feel the shot like that just went in my stomach. So that feels warm. Um, My emotionally, 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 I just feel all over the place. yeah, emotionally, I feel all over the place. I've been having, which I kind of said, I think I told you guys last time, I've been having a lot of conflicting feelings. There's been a lot of, like, sad things happening in my life at the same time as a lot of, like, good things. So it's been just a weird, it's just been a weird space emotionally. Yeah. Uh, my attention is on, uh, my attention is on my new job. I'll be starting a new job teaching at a new school um this coming week and i'll be dealing with more like special needs and special education children and stuff so i'm excited for that journey and spiritually spiritually i feel blessed lit lit uh stories here physically i am feeling um i'm feeling a little something in my uh my ent's my my ear nose throat pathway so maybe some allergies um emotionally i am feeling joy weddings in march just that's all i'm gonna say putting it out there he doesn't know it but i'm marrying him um my attention is currently on my attention is currently on uh february as the entire month of february has been booked as my birthday um, you're going to hear it a thousand more times. I'm going to keep talking about it. My birthday is February 14th. I'm very excited. We have lots of things going on. Um, I love to celebrate my life. So very much looking forward to the, the celebration and all of the, all the haps around that. And spiritually, I am feeling, um, I'm spiritually, I'm feeling like, uh, God slash the universe slash mother is like giving me like a pat on my back. Like, you're so good, girl. You're so good. You know, you're so good. That's what they're telling me. Marcus. Beautiful. Yes, it's your time to shine. Tell okay. us how you're feeling physically. Physically, I'm feeling great. I'm actually going to, um, after this, I'm going to get my chakras cleansed. Oh, so. nice. Yep, so um, I'm feeling real good right now today. Perfect. And emotionally? Um, emotionally, um, I'm, I'm clear, you know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm working to get clear, you know, right. so that's the reason why I'm going to get uh, my chakras cleansed. Uh, I met up with this nice Rocky teacher, and um, she, mm-hmm. she was, she's in, located in Palatine, so I got to drive about mm-hmm. an hour away, but I feel like it'll be worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is your attention currently on? Uh, my attention um, is currently on expansion, um, more mm-hmm. so focused on 
um, clearing my head, clearing my mind so that I can continue to, you know, step up for 2020 yeah. and beyond. And spiritually, how are you feeling? Uh, I always feel godly, you know, um, yeah. that's one thing that I always try to stand to. So that's, that's, that's just one word, godly. I love that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So before we get into all the all the intuitness, let's start with letting the people know who you are, what you do. Let's start there. Give us your give us your um, elevator pitch, if you will. Um, Marcus Rashad, born and raised South Side of Chicago. Um, I'm a media production um, enthusiast. I love the I love the arts. I'm, I'm an event manager, event producer. Uh, I have a store, Divinity Seven, located in Roosevelt Collection. Um, just opened up in November, um, so we have an event space as well as merchandise. Straight awesome. to the point. <laughs> awesome. Um, and what's up with Paradigm? Is that? So uh, Paradigm is dissolved. It's more so I have partnered with uh, Divinity 7 more so once we bought into the store. So nice. um, we basically combined um, buying joints. I've been working with Divinity 7 for five years. So nice. I decided to buy into uh, the brand. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, Paradigm Creative Group, which is still my baby. I love it. All yeah. of the things that I do with PCG is, um, is still there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we decided to combine forces and I dropped the name so that we could just become Divinity 7. Yeah, and, and Divinity 7 is a event space, you so said? So it's an event okay. space, uh, so we do still, everything that PCG did, we do, mm-hmm. but we just added merchandise, and um, now we have a gallery, art gallery, and a physical okay. event space into the location now, too. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's definitely an elevation. I remember um, going to my first Art Beat Chicago event uh, that you were putting on through PCG, and those were so, like, it was so fascinating to me. I, I was coming coming across people that I had met before and like all these different networks kind of coming together and I thought that was so dope. And at the time I didn't, I don't even think that I knew that it was you that was doing it and, and then we met officially and it's very interesting. So I try to stay behind the scenes as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so I, I work with a lot of individuals that try to stay, that, that I push out to the forefront so mm-hmm. that I can continue to do everything on the back end. Um, I'm just now starting to become, since the other individuals are part of Divinity 7 are like older, about 50, yeah. 40. I'm the youngest at 29. So um, right now I'm just more so pushing myself to the forefront. I'm a real extroverted introvert. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I love people, but I hate people at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I need my energy to just get away, you know, mm-hmm. so <laughs> so for me now it's just uh, just learning how to switch those things over. That's another reason why I'm doing this chakra cleanse yeah, so that I can go yeah. back into it instead of like having all of the old energy that I had. I'm trying to shed all of that away so that I can, you know, up like this phoenix that I'm trying to build, you know. So, Absolutely, yeah. I think that um, the the space that you're in is extremely like it's is is intrinsic and it's very uh, specific, but it's also so broad. And you you kind of through through the one space that you that you kind of hold your title in, you've kind of gotten yourself in a lot of different areas and a lot of different avenues and a lot of different people and artists. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Like, what, was there something specific, and you kind of are in that now with with a clause? So what's crazy is I actually wanted to be an architect when I was a short. Interesting. Like my uncle, he had a roofing company that I was a part of, you know. So I learned how to do all of the shingles and putting up, you know, the drywalls and things of that nature, you know. So when I went to school. Um, Funny story, I, I started, I went to school late from everybody. I didn't want to go to school because I thought I had two jobs. You know, I was 16 years old, two yeah. jobs. I'm thinking that I'm doing it. Um, my uncle had a roofing company, and then I was working at Burger King. So this is the funny right. story about it. Um, all my friends went off to college, and like I'm at Burger King. I'm like, no, I don't need a job. So once my boss was like, you know what, I want to make you a manager at Burger King. That's when I, I was happy at first. I'm like, I'm about to be a manager at Burger King. Then I went home. I'm like, yo. 
I'm about to be a manager at Burger King. <laughs> Hold on, no, no, no. I'm going my ass to school. So yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I decided to do. And um, after that, because I always been an individual that did host a bunch of parties, even yeah. in high school. And we do a lot of the college parties. Um, so and then in college, when I came to school. I started doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and then I was like, you know what? I'm good at connecting the dots, so I might as well make this a career. Definitely. And um, that's exactly what I did. So after I got out of college, that's when I started up PCG, and I'm also did some research on the lanes, and it was like nobody was focused on art mm-hmm. at all. Everybody mm-hmm. was throwing parties, or everybody was throwing art show. I mean, art galleries. Yeah. So me, I'm a part of both lanes. I was a party promoter, you know, yeah. and of course I loved. I'm an art enthusiast. Enthusiastic. So it was mm-hmm. like, hey. You know what? Why not smash them both together? You know, yeah. so that's the reason mm-hmm. why I came up with the phrase the social art parties. You yeah. know, so like everybody, you can kick it, um, of course, drink, turn up, but of course, you can still be around all these beautiful creatives. You know, Definitely. so for me, I'm a writer myself, so of course, just being around those individuals all the time, it just like it just gave me that you know that feel. So when mm-hmm. I started doing it, we started doing body painting, we started yeah. doing um, you know reaching out, working with 30 different live artists to paint, you know, singers, mm-hmm. dancers, you know, actors, you name it. And um, after that, it just took off. Yeah. And then, you know, started to have a steady decline. Of course, what comes up must come down. And um, for 2019, that's what we kind of like, um, I decided that I wanted to more so focus on um, streamlining. You mm. know, like I want, mm-hmm. of course, everything was going great. You know, things yeah. was going smooth, but it was just like everybody was in it for something. They weren't in it for the mission. So, mm-hmm. like, I just had to decide to dissolve everything and focus on how can I make this bigger and better going into 2020. I love that. And I, I think that is I think that it's a, a really telling thing for someone who is really, really good at kind of making a lot of things shine, that it is still important to, to kind of specify and simplify and make something way bigger when you mm-hmm. put all of your focus in one area and not just a bunch. Yeah. Um, going back to you being the manager at Burger King, or potentially, I think that that's so interesting. Um. But like that's, that, so I, Outside of this, I have like an, an HR job, um, and we just came off of our conference, and we talked a lot about like leadership. And I think that obviously you were a teenager, and you were able to you know elevate in Burger King, which you know of course you're like I knew I didn't want to do that, but there's still so much to be said about that, and the fact that at, at such a young age you had that leadership about you. At what stage, probably somewhere around there, I'm guessing, but at what stage did you realize that you had what it took to work for yourself and to kind of like be your own boss? Man, um, I'm stubborn. I'm Aries, first and foremost, you know. Gang, gang. No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I thought she's Aries. No, no. but I'm, I'm an Aries. So I'm a little bit stubborn. You know, I'm, I'm a straight focus. You know, somebody tell me I can't do it. I'm gonna try to do a thousand things to make it get done. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, even at a, as a youngin, I always had individuals underneath me more. So I, I was always the individual like, yo, you do this, you do this, you do yeah. this type of person, you know, but I never understood exactly what it was. Um, Big Sean had a line that was like, uh, well, no, it was uh, Wiz Khalifa. He's like, I could have been a man. Um, I, I could have been a president, but I chose to be the man instead. That's mm-hmm. how I was in high school. Like, I just, I didn't care about none of the, I just wanted to have fun. You know, yeah. I wanted to kick it and enjoy myself. But when it came to like college and outside of college, that's when I decided like, hey, I need to, you know, tighten up and really focus on it because it could be something, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's that's where it kind of like uh, steamed into it, you know. So I say around like after high school, freshman, sophomore year of college, mm-hmm. junior year I dropped out. So that's when I was like, yeah, I got everything I need. I'm gone. Let's yeah. Go. So, uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of college, when you went, what did you major in? Did you go to school mm-hmm. for the creatives or did you go because I know you said you wanted to be an architect at first you know what did you go for and then also another question off of that I know whenever people go into the arts I feel like there's always this tug of war about do we need school or do we not need school is it more about 
you know, just getting out there and networking? Did you feel like you gained tools in school that you actually needed or was it just another? I won't lie. So school elevated me to another level, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like you don't have to, I mean, you take, you throw, I mean, eat the meat, throw away the bones. That's one thing that I, I learned. You know, you go to school, you get what you need. Then if you feel like you got everything that you need, peace yeah. out. You know, like you, most people make school bigger than what it is. You know, like mm -hmm. they, they feel like you have to go get a degree. Not not to say that you don't have to get a degree for everybody that's listening that's younger, but it's just like if you have a, a, a objective, you have a plan, you go get what you need, and then you go. You do what you got to do in the rest of the world. You know, you get a lot of debt. It's just taking all of these unnecessary classes, doing all of these unnecessary things. But it's so if you have, like, a trade or something that you feel like you really, really have focus on, um, do it. So for me, when I went to SIU Carbondale, um, I, I went to school as a liberal, liberal arts. You know, like, I came there, honestly, because my friends were there. You know, like, I, I didn't really want to go to school. I was just like, you know what, I just don't want to be this kid um, stuck in this area yeah. doing Burger King for the rest of my life you know mm -hmm. uh, so for me for when I my uncle had a roofing company and I was already doing roofing continuously so I already had all of the trades so I really wanted to start my own business and that but um, once I got to school my it was a good friend's name Brandon Hollywood Williams um, mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all know real talk uh, but he's an mm -hmm. artist mm -hmm. and um, he kind of put me on a, a production that he had called the yard um, and that's when I first realized that I can actually act you know but mm -hmm. the thing is I didn't even make it at first I like, he put me in as like a, a, a if the case the first person that made it like drop out the understudy yeah, yeah. I was like yo I'm an understudy I know I'm good so I stuck <laughs> I stuck around and like I really stayed there I was dedicated to the lines I was committed and the person actually dropped out mm. so that's when we uh we started traveling to like all different schools we went to Uni Uvi, uh Southern Illinois University Eastern mm. uh, we did uh, we did so many different schools and I was like you know what I can do this and then yeah. 2010 2011 that's when I decided to write my own production you know mm. so that from that that's when I was like you know what I can actually create and we, we traveled to other schools we traveled to a bunch of schools as well with my production wow. so from 2011 I'm like you know what I'm doing this prime so this is just what I'm focusing on so mm -hmm. uh, needless to say I stopped going to classes <laughs> um, I stopped going to classes and I really just put all of my energy into like writing and creating so and of course I still was on the party scene so I did a lot of um, events um, I brought down uh, King Louis for the first time in 2011 around Players Ball, mm. and um, and it was it was it was wow, live. You know, it was crazy. You know, so and after that, I'm like, yeah, this is it. I'm gonna do this. So like, I, I was the one that was throwing the parties on campus, not going to school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was uh, I was doing a lot of different things with the registered student organizations as if I was still in school. You know, yeah. but um, but it was just like my, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew mm -hmm. what my passion was. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, I dropped out in 2013, 14, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna go back home. And once I came back home. I was like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and I fell flat on my face uh, because it was like you're in, when you're in university, you're a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. But when you leave out, it's like it's so many different sharks out here in Chicago. So you know yeah. you have to really swim, or you gonna sink for real. Yeah. So uh, and and that's one thing that I started to line myself up with a bunch of individuals that's um, super dope um, in Chicago, and they start mentoring me and helping me out on my way. And um, and needless to say, right now I'm I'm still working with them, but my, my focus kind of like switched over from parties because yeah. my boys, I had a company. Called at the, uh, the firm um, and we we did a bunch of parties and promotions and stuff like that but um, I just knew that wasn't for me I, I just got tired of going out every Friday Saturday Sunday yeah. doing the same thing seeing the same people yeah. and I'm like yo gee I got I got something else I can do and I and our industry is actually a 561 billion dollar industry so I'm like yo I'm gonna go over there. Y'all can stay over here. I'm yeah. gonna I'm, I'm, I'm mosey and double and dive up and down. Yeah. yeah. So school. So what I took. So you were. So school did was necessary to you, Definitely. but just not in yeah. the traditional ways right. that society will make you I think met it a lot is. Of dope people. 
I fell mm-hmm. on my face so many times. Um, I, I failed a lot of times as well at certain things that I wanted to do. So I was so so adamant about doing it. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. But I failed, you know. Mm-hmm. But I realized in failing, I learned. I learned so many different lessons that actually helped me to be where I'm at now, you know. Yeah. So so the school, I, I feel like if I would have stayed here, I wouldn't have got all of those life lessons. You know, yes. I wouldn't have got all of those yes. um, opportunities to even meet those people or even um, step out of my shell because when I was, you know, I've always been chill, super nonchalant. Um, but school actually taught me how to talk to people, you know, like, of course, how to be, you know, switch up, you know, because I'm from the projects of Chicago, mm-hmm. first originally. Mm-hmm. I moved out to the south suburbs. So, like, when I first moved out here, I'm like, yo, it's going to be a bunch of white people. I don't want to be around y'all. But I went to the south. I'm like, yo, it's busting. Yeah. Girls got cars out here. They driving. They got big-ass houses. I don't bet. I'm kidding. And I was, I was in love, you know, so I, <laughs> straight up. So, and, uh, for me, it was just like, um, just being able to get those life lessons and, um, and really starting to learn, I can I can switch up. I can actually code switch with a lot of individuals. I can mm-hmm. walk in different rooms and I can talk to different people just mm-hmm. because of college, you know. So I was right. able to, you know, talk to the Caucasians, talk to the Indians over here, talk to my my, my, my fellow brothers and sisters, you know. So but it's just like um, I didn't, I wouldn't have had those opportunities if I would have stayed. I mean, mm-hmm. if I would have stayed here instead of going yeah. to college. For sure. yeah. so, so speaking in terms of like non traditional learning, right? So we live in a world, and I I hear, but I I have a 15 year old little brother, and my dad, isn't that crazy? Is he <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, like, I know. And, you know, so I, and I'm, I'm at a point, uh, personally, where I feel like it's kind of insane that we have 18-year-old kids, like, signing away their fucking, like, you have to pay yeah. this money and live at this place, like, like basically contractually, mm-hmm. and you got to be on all this money, like, for the rest of your life. Like, that's like a weird thing that we put on an 18 year old. So I'm talking to my dad continuously about making sure that we are, um, you know, talking to my little brother and like understanding what it is that he's interested in. Because if what he's really passionate about is not at school, don't fucking make him go to school, you know? But anyway, I say all of that to say in in the world of non-traditional learning and you can literally Google anything i fix so many things in my house mm-hmm. by just being like let me just type this in google and see what comes and up so mad when it don't come up on google right. if i google something or youtube something like, and i can't find it i'd be pissed like so y'all just <laughs> so y'all don't know how to fix doors so like i'd I be so mad exactly so my question for you is if you were to teach like let's say if i was to put you on camera and say Someone wants to follow exactly in your path and get exactly where you are right now, like give give you like a, a little master class. What would you say are the these are the things that you need to know, the things that you need to have? Like what is the toolkit of getting where you currently are, you'd say? Don't be afraid to fuck up. Yeah. One, um, don't 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 try to uh, make yourself bigger than what you are at that present moment. A lot of individuals fail because they feel as if they have to put on this over masculine or over you know mm. um, you know over confident um, ambiance or assemble around them and they don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, just be yourself. That's what a lot of individuals think about it. Kids right now are looking at a dude named Ryan on YouTube. He's making nineteen mm-hmm. to twenty six million dollars a year. Yeah, just mm-hmm. doing what he was doing, just loving toys. And people was like, you know what? We gonna make some money off of this, and they put him on camera. And now he's making twenty six million dollars a year at like ten or something like that, just yeah. by being himself, you know. So wow. like, it's just more so about like you gotta realize all of this social media glitz and glamour is fake. 
You know, yeah. and people put on a lot of facades and they, they try to make themselves bigger than what they are, big, but they're not showcasing their failures. Yeah. So just fail in front of people, but you've got to fail forward. And a lot of individuals mm. are afraid to fail because they think that if I fail, I got to get back up and I got to start over. You're not starting over, you're starting where you failed at. You know, mm-hmm. so like, mm-hmm. so those are my life lessons that I have to take from the position because I've done a lot of crazy things. I've, I've messed up a lot. You know, growing up, I, I messed up in business. You know, I messed up with good friendship. I messed up with even relationships, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm just thankful that I got the opportunity to redeem myself, you know? Yeah. And um, like I say, 2019 was extremely, extremely hard. And I feel like it was hard for a lot of individuals. But um, and a lot of individuals could have failed and said, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to give up. I'm Mm going to go back and I'm going to go do whatever, you know, do something else. Go to the army or go do something that's not a part of my dream. But uh, I thank God that I got that opportunity to just say, yo, this is what it is. I learned these lessons. Let me wipe my hands, dust myself off and keep moving. So uh, so for me, it's just like, fuck up. Uh, Don't be afraid to fail. Um, Be yourself at all times. Um, keep God first for sure you know I'm very spiritual um, and I believe that everything happens you know for us for us I mean for us but not to us you know yes. so um, we got the opportunity to be um, whatever we want to be mm-hmm. you know we have the opportunity to, to see so many different beautiful people if we just believe in ourselves you know and of course believe in the people around us you know mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. um, just just keep that positive energy of course the world is negative as hell nowadays but we make it what we want you know so um, if, we, if we're positive positive things come from it you know the law of attraction Yes, definitely. So when you left college um, and you felt like, you know, you had all the tools you needed, you decided you were going home. um, I know a lot of things that a lot of creatives, because, you know, I went to a um, creative arts school. I went to Columbia downtown. So a lot of the kids that I went to school with, you know, a lot of times once they got out of school, they kind of felt this pressure like they had to get out of Chicago Mm -hmm. to succeed. Like they felt like. You know, even though I always thought that was, I always thought that like Chicago, you know, was one of like the big cities. So, but I know a lot of people always feel like, you know, you, I have to get out of here in order for me to succeed. Did you ever feel that way or feel like, you know, I'm gonna have to get out of Chicago or I'm gonna have to relocate for me to be able to, you know, fully I, see my dream? I do. I, I have. When I was, like I say, Chicago is very dog eat dog it's a crabs in a barrel city um but you have to have very very thick super thick skin to stay in chicago you know and a lot of individuals if you look at it um they leave chicago and they become successful you know like we had uh uh what kanye ludicrous um, who else? We, we had so many different individuals. But for me, what I realized was Chicago has always been the heart of the country. People don't realize that when, before Hollywood, Hollywood moved to L.A., they were smack dead in Chicago. The only reason mm. they moved from L.A., I mean, Chicago is because L.A. has great weather all year round and it's better for filming. You know, yeah, so yeah. like um, the first theaters, the first uh, performances that really happened in Chicago. You mm. know, so Chicago is literally the heartbeat of the, the nation. Uh, so for me, I realized if, if you can make it in Chicago, you can make it anywhere. You mm. know, so like that's why it's so easy. A lot of individuals do decide to leave because they say man it's harder in Chicago so it's super I learned all I need to learn here it's gonna be super easy for me to make it where I need to make it yeah. you know mm-hmm. so um yeah I did want to I want to leave Chicago but I just understood the 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 the, the passion of course being in Chicago and you it's, it's something about it when you go to any other cities like I'm from Chicago they're like oh yeah, yeah. for real you from Chicago and of course yeah. I'm from Chicago yeah. you know um, I do feel like I will you know eventually expand you know yeah. grow out but um but for right now Chicago is where I'm at and I don't plan on leaving no time soon Definitely. I, I, I like that you just brought up Hollywood because I did want to kind of um, venture into a, just like a little bit of a news take um, really quick just because I'm curious about it. And I'll, I'll premise it. So with everything that happened in the past couple of years with the Me Too movement, right, um, everybody coming out with 
all of these like terrible, terrible stories and experiences, which is definitely beneficial for us. It's better that we know than we not know, of course. But I was talking to some friends and I was thinking to myself, like, I hear a lot of men specifically in the industry um, kind of almost jokingly being like, oh, times have changed. Can't say that no more. Can't do that no more. But I haven't really felt it personally. I haven't seen or heard any men expressing empathy, like having having a like having a moment of like, huh, am I creating unsafe spaces for women? Am I making it difficult for women in any way? And you are someone who we know you, putting on parties, putting on events, creating spaces for people. A lot of those people, a lot of those artists, women, did you feel in that moment any um, obligation or any, you know, any introspection about whether or not you, you too are a safe space for women? Did you feel any of that? Um, so we do have a uh, event that we do. It's called, uh, it's Art De La Femme. So mm. we more so, it's, we celebrate all women, you know? So in this mm-hmm. more so we have artists, all the artists are women, you know? We mm-hmm. have um, the painters are women, uh, the singers, the dancers, uh, the individuals that's actually helping create the event are women. Because I really work, I was actually talking to uh, one of my partners t- the other day, literally yesterday, we were sitting down after uh, we had our open mic session. And um, we were like, yo, I, w- I was looking around and I was like, gee, I only work with women. And I was like, only reason I work with women is because y'all know how to get shit done. You know, a lot of guys, they're super insecure. They're overly masculine. So, like, their masculinity creates these insecurities around them. That they, 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 don't, they don't know how to work with men. Yeah. You know, so like, they feel intimidated. So with that intimidation, they, they feel like they have to boss individuals around and tell them what to do. And that's the reason for the Me Too movement. A lot mm. of bosses or a lot of individuals that's in higher power, they feel as if they have to showcase their, they have to show their dick size, yeah. you know, because they're, they're overcompensating for something, you yes. know. And, and, of course, yes. and that's, that's, that's why a lot of individuals do, you know. So for me, I'm, I'm super confident in myself knowing that, hey, when I'm around my women that I'm working with, it's a safe place. Yeah, we joke, we laugh, but it's, it's, it's us laughing and joking together. You right. know, like people are, creep, the, the creeps are the individuals that saying like the guy, oh man, they're, they're doing too much about it. Man, yo, y'all got to realize it took women so long for them to be able to vote. It took so long for the women to actually stand up and, and, and be in, in power mm-hmm. in these, these offices and things of that nature, you know, so yeah. like women had a lot of hard times men had it so easy going into this world you know so like we when you're a man they, they look at you like hey you're going to be a boss we got to train right. you up to be the leader of the household and things of that nature which right. in some sense some sense is true but at the end of the day there's a masculine and a feminine inside of each and every last one of us you know so so we have to understand the balance between what those are you know yes. and so for me um it took me a while to realize that too i have kids you know i have a daughter you know yeah. i have an eight-year-old daughter that um I and i have that. to grow her i have to raise her to yeah. be to understand hey you could be a boss but you also could be able to take care of the home just like mm-hmm. the man could be a boss and take care of the home you know mm-hmm. there is no sort there is no oh you have a role you have this is one rule the right. one obligation that you have to do and if any man that she does would do that fuck him or i'm gonna slap his ass one or the <laughs> other you know so uh <laughs> you know so, so in, in, in retrospect it's just beautiful to be on to understand how a woman works and also yeah. understand how a man works and be able to say hey if we can do this together we can make it even easier yeah. there's no no need for all of the, the extra stuff at all yeah. you know? beautifully put Straight thank up. you mm-hmm. i'm out of questions Tati. <laughs> um yeah that sounds i mean i could have went more into the me too stuff I mean, we but too you know <laughs> i just think that it's important especially because i i was really think i'm i'm constantly thinking about myself like i'm in a space now where i'm 
studying myself like all the time a lot of retrospect and and there are a lot of perspectives that I will never have and that was one of the things that I thought about because when I hear about the Me Too movement or I hear about anything like that sexual harassment I'm never not coming from the woman's perspective I'm never not coming from the perspective that I have so I just always wonder I don't ever want to assume that all men or all niggas are just out here like well you know sorry for that bitch but like that's why I want to continue to have the conversation with all the men that I have um, around me who specifically who work with a lot of women so I definitely think that that's really good of you Um, but yeah this is as good a time time as ever to go ahead and wrap up please tell the people where they can find you if you have any Um, events coming up I know that you're doing the open mics Um, is that weekly or bi-weekly it's bi-weekly bi-weekly it's called sessions at seven Mm -hmm. Um, it's more so just a vibe environment where individuals can come in they can perform sing dance um utilize your instruments we just creating that safe space for uh, creatives to come in and enjoy themselves and i will um, sing one day don hopefully. asked me the first time and i was like and Mike's I, supposed to be helping me with some instrumentals, and he ain't helped me out I yet, mean, we, you know. He we ain't got real. it. No, we got you. We got you. I've been talking about people. We got you. But, no, the first time Don asked, I was like, well, can I, like, roll in and see how I feel? He was like, nah, you got to tell me today if you're going to do it. I was like, well, I'm not nah, doing it. Nah. But, <laughs> but so no, I, I will one day. We actually, sure. uh, since the weather was Horrible Terrible yesterday. Day, yeah. uh, we're gonna run it back this Friday coming oh, up. Um, so, okay. but we have. You can follow me on Instagram at Marcus Rashad underscore M A R C U S R A S H A D underscore. Yeah. Um, my store is located in the Roosevelt Collection, eleven forty six South uh, Del Del Delano Court. Um, it's right there by the AMC Theater. Delana. Delana. It's something like that. Right? It's one of them <laughs> joints, you feel me? Um, we just got that November, so give me some time. No, I didn't. No, I... <laughs> um, but um, we do. We are offering rentals. Uh, the space is 2,900 square feet. Uh, we have a great... Um, got it, you know, a great space. Uh, it's right downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two-hour parking for free. Validation. Um, yeah, you know, we have some space. great stuff coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just come come vibe out with us. Uh, I'm very, I'm a man of few words unless I have to speak. Uh, so, I'll, I'm a very nice, friendly cat. Just talk to me. Chop it up with me. We could build. Very true. Awesome. Um, thank you all so much. Please continue to do all the things that you've always done and follow us on all the places to be followed. You can follow us at Away With Words, the podcast on Instagram, and you can find me there at Brie.Stories and at Brie underscore stories on TwitTwat and at Tati on Instagram and at Tati on TwitTwat. And please, never play yourself by not following at MJMKid and at Moments underscore Stu because it's simply what you should do. Thank you so much. We love you all so much. We're so proud of you, and have a good week. Everybody say bye. Bye. bye.